Hello and welcome to episode 53 of No Load Time. My name is Hobbit Bliss and with me is the most interesting man in the world, Joel Young. What's good, No Load Time? Good to be back with you. Obed, I've had such a great time with you these last uh, couple episodes talking about E3 and man, it's so amazing that it's done with, but we've still kind of you know, been talking about it in our own time and uh, it's just been amazing these last few episodes. If you guys haven't listened to those, I really encourage you to check them out. And for those of you that are new joining the show, welcome to No Load Time. Yeah, a little burnt with all the video game stuff that happened, um, but we're here, hopefully sort of energized, and we're going to go ahead and, and get into the geekiness that, that we usually talk about, not only video games here on the low time, uh, but Joel, what's up, man? Uh, any, anything new that's going on? Yeah, man. Uh, I've I, know, got... I, know, I know we did watch a movie. Yes. Well, before we get into the movie, because we both will talk, I know kind of both about that. Um there's a TV show that came out, and it's Cloak and Dagger. Um, so I've, you know, I, I kind of pushed it off the side off since we're talking about E3, but now I've gotten three episodes in. Going to be the fourth episode. This, this uh, actually comes out technically tonight as we're recording this. Um, and you know, but I always have my three episode rule right on how I feel about a show. I always give it three episodes before I really put my feelings together just because I don't know what direction the first episode could be great, but the next two could be trash. Yeah. I have seen it, uh, with cloak and dagger, uh, it's on free form or ABC family. You know, it used to be. So it has a little bit of that, um, a little more of that dramatic feel that you would have, you know, with a regular ABC family free form show. However, uh, it's definitely not, not your agents of shields and it's not your Netflix show. Uh, has its own uniqueness to it, and I definitely think that after watching these three episodes, I definitely think that it's a good show. Um, I think that it's actually something that Marvel fans are pleased with or should be pleased with. It's not a great show. It's not a very superhero show. It's very grounded. Um, they're yes, you're dealing with people who have very amazing supernatural abilities, and I think the special effects actually are really good for a show that. Um, you could imagine what the budget is just because of it being, you know, uh, not not a movie or, you know, even even Netflix for that matter. Um, but I think that what they've done, they've done really good. I love like the effects of Cloak, you know, how they kind of have this like shadowy kind of effect to his his hood and uh, dagger, you know, how how her, her how it comes out of her hands and the way that just the way that they did it, I think looks looks really good. Um, I think the problem that I have with the show and this is just from the third episode uh, it just they spend a lot of time on a lot of things that are like surrounding problems for them, but not directly in um, how these people are learning about who they are, their powers, um, and then what their end goal is going to be, which is obviously going to be to um, get back at rocks on for, you know, what happened to their parents and obviously for um Ty uh for tyrone and you know the, some of the some of the, the stuff that happens there in their background i won't spoil it if you haven't seen it yet um but it's very obvious that's that's what they're going to go for and they're, they're they have the one main character that they kind of are you know targeting but they've spent a lot of time to me it feels like dragging out some other side things that they don't need to do that i don't need that much of and a lot of people get crazy into the whole i want a backstory um yeah. I think that's great, but I think sometimes people get a little too overly crazy with that, and we lose what the real genuineness is of a superhero show, which is people who have powers and then their um, desire to do something about it. And I want to see us make that switch. Hopefully, uh, episode four, when I watch it, hopefully they really go full in depth on that. 
because you know it's i think it's only like 13 episodes 10 13 episodes something along those lines it's not very long so they gotta really pick it up quickly so we'll see how it goes but i do recommend it check out cloak and dagger if you get the chance um and uh yeah so so Obed, i know though we've got a movie to talk about <laughs> yeah uh we did go um it, it individually yeah, so separately <laughs> separately it's uh, separately uh and and we watched uh the incredibles too uh i Joe, I I thought it was as good, if not better, than than the first one. I, I really like the first one a lot, um, but I really like what they did on this one, especially Jack Jack. He steals the show. He's he's the best, um, which he was really funny on the first one too. But he didn't have much to do until the very end of the movie. Uh, spoiler alert for a 14 year old movie um but in this one it's it's like all throughout and it's it's not long sequences it's short sequences sprinkled throughout the movie and i think that just made it a lot uh, it it just made it a lot of fun because every sequence was so funny that that it just made it a lot better um but i think the story was good um i think the, the villain was super cliche i saw it a mile away i mean it's Absolutely. one of those things yeah it's it because it's of course it's it's paying you know sort of like homage to 50s 60s you know superheroes so you do see this thing coming and it's it's pretty it's pretty obvious from <laughs> from almost the very beginning um but I, I I really liked it, man. I, I really um, like what they did with it. The only thing that I would say, and not, not that I didn't like because I did like it, but something that may throw you off is that everyone sounds much older. This has only been 15, 14 years, but, you know, when you consider, you know, old older people, 14 years, and yeah. So that was a, I would say was distracting, but not not too crazy it wasn't too bad um other than that man it was a lot of fun i 100 percent agree with you obed i saw it first before you saw it and i right before you saw it i said obed like trust me you're gonna like this and and what i liked the most about when the movie began uh is how they had that little like sizzle reel with um uh, each of the actors kind of saying hey yeah. we know it's been 14 years we know it's been a long time Check out this movie. It's it's well worth the wait. Oh, but I really do think it was worth right. the wait. I think it was something that I'm pleasantly pleased with. You know, a lot of times when sequels are done, it's just because the first one was super successful. So it's like, why not just green light and give this thing more money and, and do a sequel? And sometimes it's just not good, even if the fans are demanding for it. Um, the fans demanded for it. The first movie made a lot of money. This movie made a ridiculous amount of money. Actually, it made a record for animated film. Somewhere in the ballpark of 180 million for opening weekend, and uh, it, it's very charming. Uh, it's very fun, like you said. I agree with you. Jack Jack is the best part of the movie. Um, there's a lot of great parts of the movie, but Jack Jack's the best parts of it. And uh, spoiler: Jack Jack and that raccoon, dude. I could not stop laughing <laughs> that, that was, whole sequence. It's it was fantastic. It was it was really good. Um, yeah, uh, Jolie. I, I wonder where where Pixar's going next. Uh, I mean, we we talked lightly about John Lasseter and all that, you know, hashtag Me Too and all that stuff. Um, and, and I don't know if we expect express how we felt about it, but at this point, it doesn't really matter, right? Um, but uh, how do you feel about P. Doctor uh, being uh, in charge of Pixar now? 
I really don't feel like it's going to be that much of a, of a change. I'm just being real. And I'm not trying to knock on Lassiter saying like he didn't have an impact. Cause he absolutely did. I, I get it. But I just feel like they have, they already have a plan in place. Like they've been doing this for so long and they've evolved so much as a company from where Pixar began with Lassiter mm-hmm. that where they are today, they're so it's kind of like Apple, right? Like, you know, when they lost Steve jobs and now they have Tim cook, like, there's definitely going to be changes, stuff that Steve Jobs maybe never wanted that Tim Cook did, you know, the Apple pen, that kind of thing. But it's still working and it's still sufficient. There's still going to be stuff that, they, stuff that they like and they're still wanting and buying. I think it's the same thing with Pixar. Like you're going to see stuff that maybe Lasseter wouldn't have done or wouldn't have, you know, the different direction. But it's still going to be true to who Pixar is just because they've evolved and created a culture and, and a brand that that's consistent. I don't really think it's going to be that much of a change now with this guy in charge. I don't know how you feel a little bit, but I'm not really worried. Uh, same thing. Uh, I'm, I think it's it's in good hands. Uh, Pete Doctor is more than capable. He's proven, you know, time and time again that that he he's the he's the guy. And you know, uh, of course, he's been involved with all you know Pixar since Toy Story. He was an animator in Toy Story. From there. You know, he directed up and 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 did a, a lot of other projects. Uh, wrote most of the Pixar uh, stuff as well. Uh, so I, I think it's definitely in good hands. Um, I don't think it's going to be an issue at all. So um, with with that regards, I think that that's not going to be going to be like, like like what you said. It just it's not going to affect Pixar. Uh, and and yeah, these guys have a roadmap already in place. So. Um, there's not going to be any immediate changes uh, that I that I see to what they're doing. So, absolutely. Oh, yeah. but I know you played a couple of games, right? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mentioned during my E3 stuff that um, I've gotten the Kingdom Hearts, the collection, the 1.5, 2.5 collection for PS4. I did start playing that, Joel. Um, I I started with a PSP game with Birth by Sleep. Because I never played it. I played the other ones, but I've never played this one. I didn't own a PSP. And unfortunately, this game is one of the few games that's not available on, on the Vita, on the PlayStation Store. So you can actually buy it digitally and play on the Vita. So I was really excited to play this game. Um, it looks... it Man, it's... I, I don't want to say I don't want to hype it up to be like, yo, this is like playing a, a, a new game. Because it's not. Um this is an older game, but to for it to be a portable game, I think the uh, they did enough touch up to the game itself where the game feels new-ish. And especially if you never played the game, uh, you're just trying to get accustomed to the Kingdom Hearts mechanics and and all that stuff that's happening. Uh, it does take a little bit, but um, uh, yeah, it's good. I uh, I started playing it. Uh, I'm not too far in. I'm only about two hours in, but so far I'm really enjoying it. It looks like it's definitely going to be a lot more condensed experience versus, um, say, Kingdom Hearts 2. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 2 is fantastic. So uh, just comparing that game to Kingdom Hearts 2 would be unfair, although a lot of people consider Birth by Sleep by Sleep to be the better of the Kingdom Hearts games. So um, that's yet to be seen. I'm, I'm not too far in, so uh, I can't 
uh, you know, have a, a concrete opinion on that. I yeah, expect an up, I expect an update on that, Obed, when you continue through it, because that's, yeah. that's a bold statement there. So I can't wait to see how you feel as you progress. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll definitely keep 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 going at it. Uh, King Wars three comes out in January, so I have plenty of time to to finish it. I'm not planning to really get anything. May you know from now until Christmas, man. Um, maybe Spider Man is probably going to be the only thing that I'm going to get. Uh, it, but I'll have plenty of time to to deal with Kingdom Hearts. Um, yep. Uh, other than that, Joel, I, I mentioned to you. I don't know if I mentioned it on the podcast, but I did mention to you that uh, a, few, a couple of months ago, the Batman Telltale game the first one because there's uh there's a second one that just wrapped up a couple weeks ago but the first batman telltale game uh was out on was offered as a, a, a ps plus uh free game for for a month and and i grabbed it and i started playing that game joel i never played it played a telltale game um so i i know that this is going to be like a very story heavy thing right uh, i did go in expecting that but this thing's pretty good like i'm i did the first three chapters and i'm really enjoying it i i was not expecting it i i did not expect that i was going to enjoy this as much as i am i'm more of an action you know type of you know give me Del May cry give me bayonetta give me all those type of games and and I'm, i'll be i'll be more at home but just going in, I, I expected a, a, a you know good story or a heavy story, and it's it's great. Uh, it goes to some places like this is. I really like how they respect Batman as the source material, but also take their liberties and creating a, a story that's kind of like messed up. <laughs> so so I really like that. Um, downsides that I have right now. That engine sucks. It's classic Telltale, though. That, yeah, that's what I heard from everyone. Um, but that engine is awful, dude. Like, there's a, there's a. So how how do, how gonna put this right? A cutscene where you're not interacting with anything. Not a cut. You know, the game is it's a big giant cutscene, right? But, <laughs> but. But it's 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 a it's a cutscene that I'm not doing anything, and, and in a room, a contained room, with very few characters, and this thing is like ten frames a second. It's like shugging, and I was like, "Why? It's it looks bad." Um, that's my only gripe with this game is that that engine, and it's not you know the art design's fine. I don't have a I don't have a problem with the type of cell shading they're using for the graphics and the art design is actually pretty nice, but it's freaking engine, dude. It's uh, 2018, right? PlayStation four should not be a problem. Yeah, exactly. And, and my, and I heard it's not PS4. It's not a problem. Uh, I heard it's the same thing on PCs. It doesn't matter the type of PC that you have. It's still going to shrug yeah. and, and it's an engine thing. But um, it does have some, uh, you know, quick time event action sequences, which are pretty good. Um, so I'm really enjoying it. I, I got two chapters left on it. Uh, I may finish it this weekend. 
maybe because <laughs> like I, I got i'm probably gonna go gonna go back to kingdom hearts i want to put more time on dragon ball so so we'll see how it goes but um yeah well that was, that was pretty that was pretty much it man pretty dope dude i know we got a lot of crazy topics to get into but i look forward to hearing your updates on on that stuff man yep um joel do you want to do you want to kick it off do you want to talk about star wars do you oh. want to talk about star wars oh do i want to say some <laughs> things about star wars i mean oh but you and i are both cute star wars nerds to say this every time come on look around <laughs> this guy doesn't even have it behind him right now but he has uh, episode one the phantom menace in vhs uh, oh, look, is he reaching for it? Yeah, I'm, grab reaching, it? I'm reaching there for it. it. Is. There, there it is. is. Yeah, nerd collector's Christ. edition VHS. Nerd certi- I'm a certified nerd. So. Certified. Um, so there has been a lot of stuff since the last time we spoke. We talked about last time Kathleen Kennedy basically being forced out per rumors as a reaction to uh, the financial not success of Solo. And um, it was a rumor, so you know, we took it with a grain of salt, but it was pretty strongly rumored by a few places I'd seen that around September um, she would be stepping down. Now, some new reports came out saying that um, she is not stepping down. And this is like a couple of days ago that this kind of came out that the people say she's not stepping down. Now, mind you, the whole she's not stepping down thing is from, I believe, The Wired, I believe they put out there. And if you read the article, it's not anything of them saying sources are telling us this. They basically wrote an opinion piece to to, to essentially um, discredit the rumor that was originally coming out saying that it's an internet rumor kind of thing. Yeah. Here's the thing to me, Obed. Lucasfilm has not come out publicly saying a thing about this. Nope. Kathleen Kennedy has not put one statement out about this. They could put this to bed in a blink of an eye, they could end it, and they have not come out and said a thing. You would think this would be a, a commonsensical um, thing just to come out and debunk if it's not true or not even remotely true. Yeah, I mean, they could they could at least come out with a, but but sometimes in this cases, right, um, they can come up with a statement saying we do not comment on rumors and speculation, kind of like what Microsoft does when there's like Xbox rumors, right. But- um, but they didn't even do that. They, they didn't even do that. This the only thing that happened, Obed, was Kevin Feige because the rumor said, "Oh, there was another rumor that came out saying Kevin Feige is going to replace Captain Kennedy." And you and I were like, "Hogwash! Oh, that's never going to happen." Oh, that's not not that happen. not the fight we want to do that, but he's got his hands full of Marvel. That's just be absolutely really, that's an obvious not going to yeah. happen. Feige came out to the same thing, like, no, that's not happening. I'm not taking over Lucasfilm. That's the only person that's commented on it on a public record from someone that actually matters. But with all that being said, Obed, you know I say this a lot to you when we talk about rumors and speculation. I believe where there's smoke, there's fire. And I believe this is a situation where there is some smoke. I do not believe that that we have a fire blazing yet. I don't believe that it's possible that she has not been officially pushed out but i believe this means that lucasfilm was like well it might be a rumor but we actually are thinking about this like when i say lucasfilm maybe disney the heads of disney right Iger and other people are, are, are more powerful they're kind of looking over her and kind of saying well we see the money uh we see what it's done to our stocks there's they've had situations uh, directly after that movie came out stocks immediately went down with it from disney the day after um the box office uh, record came out as a direct relation 
many many uh, insiders from the, the market are saying that it's directly related to solo from investors um obed i believe that in this situation it's not that kathleen kennedy is officially out but i believe it's because lucasfilm is actually considering it and i believe that it actually is something that could happen so because if it was not even a remote possibility obed they would have put it to bed i strongly believe that and they have not done it yeah um it, it, there's like what you said uh, with with their smoke there's fire but i think it's probably just a couple of white wild embers at this point um I, I don't think that after one flop, they're just going to get rid of her because that's not Disney, right? If that would have been the case, John Lasseter would have been out a long time ago because, you know, both Disney, you know, Pixar and Disney Studios have had a couple of issues, you know, a couple of missteps here and there. Uh, not too many. The good um, dinosaur. The good dinosaur <laughs> comes to mind, right? But, you know, uh, again, Kathleen Kennedy is well respected and i don't think disney is it's about to burn some bridges here just because of one movie um a direct effect of that joe is that i do believe that kathleen take kennedy reports directly to bob Iger. Iger probably brought it in as like hey maybe you're overdoing this thing and this is where our news for this week come, where is that they have they, they officially suspended work on all the a Star Wars story movies or the spin-off movies. So yeah, so that, it's, so it's funny to say that, right? So that report came out yesterday, if not mistaken. Yep. Right? It was coming out there. Then today. This is the one thing Lucasfilm has actually commented on. Lucasfilm did actually comment on it and said that's not true in the short term. And this happened like a couple hours ago today. Um, but there's like a lot of outlets reporting it, Joe. It's not just. Yeah. This, is, this is why I'm saying where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. Because I think right now they are evaluating their options to the place that they have halted all of them. And there was a rumor that not only was it that um solo was a movie that they weren't happy they're not happy with but apparently they actually had a director in place for the obi-wan movie before the solo movie was going to be in production and then the director dropped out and that's why they never announced it or publicized but they were going to do that movie first that's the movie that we actually asked for i think what they're doing right now is that they're saying as a business Let's figure out what, what Kathleen's vision is. Let's figure out what who's actually going to be involved from a director's standpoint or relations. And let's make a real roadmap. So this, I think I think there's going to be spinoffs, but I think a lot of the ones that were rumored, like the Boba Fett and some yeah. of the other ones, I think those are just deaded. I, I think they're like, why are we just going to do this and people aren't even asking for them? But I think Obi-Wan is still going to happen. I really strongly believe that it just makes too much sense for Disney not to do that movie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think that there's a possibility of something after the end of Solo, something that's going to connect directly to Solo. They might try and figure that out because of a certain character showing up and what they did with a certain character. If you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. Um, so I think there's something there, but I think outside of what those immediate plans are, like the stuff that was speculated and, oh, we're going to try this thing, we're going to try that thing. I think that's where the reports are coming out. Like, 
hey, stuff that was like talked about, like forget about it, like it ever happened. Because I don't yeah. think those things are going to happen. <laughs> I'm serious. I think the Ryan Johnson thing's still going to happen. And we'll get into Ryan Johnson in a hot second here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the Ryan Johnson still is going to happen. And um, who's the other guys that are doing? The Game of Thrones guys. Game of Thrones guys doing yeah. another separate trilogy. I think those two, those are going to happen. And those, and according to reports, those are the ones that were said that they were going to be more focused on more than the spinoff movies. So they're focusing on those. What do you think, Obed? Um. Yeah, I, I think I think what happened here, Joel, is that when Disney acquired Lucasfilm, they greenlit episode seven, uh, Force Awakens. So the Force Awakens get, gets greenlit, and and Kathleen Kennedy goes bonkers. It's like, yo, let's do the Marvel thing and let's do a movie a year, possibly two, and. By by the fourth by the fourth movie, fans are just like, nah, dog, it's not it's not gonna be it's just a no for me. <laughs> <laughs> Randy Jackson <laughs> channel their uh channel their inner Randy Jackson and uh dude, I still haven't seen solo. Me, I still and, and this is the guy who has the Phantom Menace, and you're not even running out to see. I know another person that's a huge Star Wars fan, they they refuse to watch the movie. Well, I'll watch it because I'll buy it when it comes out, but I mean, at this point, I'm saying something, Obed. Rogue I mean, One, you pushed to see. Oh, oh yeah, Rogue, Rogue One. I saw. I mean, it was like a maybe like a, a, the following week. Uh, like it was on for about a week, but I, I did go see it. And and of course, you know, last night I went wow. uh, same weekend that they came out. So, um, but <laughs> but Joel, I it's, see, and and I, I I understand how a lot of Star Wars fans and a lot of Star Wars fans feel like there there's to do right there's the Star Wars fans and there's the Star Wars fans so and we'll Quotation talk about marks for, the, for those of you here in the audio exactly we'll 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 talk about those those fans in a second but um I, I'm I'm one of the you know well again the first memory I have of watching a movie is freaking Star Wars so. And, and you know, back in the early eighties, I this I grew up with the originals, and when I mean originals, I mean the originals, nothing, no altered, nothing, right? So, um, again, we go back to the thing that I've been saying for a couple of months now, Joel, that I was concerned that we were going to get Star Wars fatigue. We got it, and I think that the leadership at Lucasfilm was wise enough to notice. And that's good. I think it's a good thing. Maybe by waiting a couple of years, we can get a better quality product at the end. And I say that, and I say that, as someone who loved The Last Jedi, because I love the movie, because it was movie. really freaking good. And and we'll talk about Last Jedi in a second. Um, but I I I really feel like there's there's this this issue with with um fan disconnect and Disney believing they could carry on Star Wars with established characters like marvel was doing their thing and and you can't you have to do this differently there's magic around star wars that there's that the no other movie franchise has 
my in my opinion, Joel. Um, they should just um go with episode nine, take two years, and come back with whatever new project is. Uh, you know, they should be two years in between. If they want to start filming this year, I agree, and release a movie in 2021, that's fine. But give us a break. Like you have to give us a break. It, it, and, and that's the problem, you know. We've been we've been we had two Star Wars movies in six months. Whereas before we had to wait, and it was this buildup and this you know mystique around Star Wars. So I'm just hoping that 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 the, the heads of uh, Lucasfilm and, and Disney realize this and and just give us a break because just give fans a break and fans are gonna come back. Uh, that being said, Joel, the other fans, right? The and I'm talking about the fans that drove, you know, uh, Daisy Ridley and um, uh, I forgot Billy the other, and, yeah, and, and and Tran out of you know social media. You guys are still a holes, uh, and and this bullcrap about raising money to do a, a remake of the Last Jedi is the most astonishingly <laughs> it, it's I, I have no words it's it's it is absolutely ridiculous joe it is one of the most ridiculous things i have ever heard that i mean why not remake episode two <laughs> which truly freaking sucked because it's an awful movie it's an awful freaking movie, man. Why not remake episode two? You're not mad about episode two. Why are you mad about this crap now? Because because they they don't they don't understand the property. Should be mad fifteen years ago, moron. Were they even alive fifteen years ago? <gasps> oh, snap. Oh, <laughs> Savage Joel. Yeah, oh, you brought it, man. <laughs> Freaking twelve year olds, dude. S seriously, I mean. I think The Last Jedi is fantastic. It has some iconic sequences. Yeah, it has some things. Like, we talked about it. There's an entire episode that we talked about this freaking movie, right? Christmas. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Check out our Christmas episodes. Um, and, and, I mean, it's not perfect. It does have things, right, that could have been or could have been, could have been done, you know, could have been done better uh, at the end of the day. Um, but I think that it was well written, well shot, well directed. Uh, acting was good. Um, I have zero problems with that movie, other than it's too long, and that was my only big gripe about the movie. Everything else was, you know, superficial at this point. Uh, if you look at it, so I believe that fanboys again, let's stop being a holes. And freaking enjoy what you're given. It's like, oh, Joe. It's not. It's it's not like we got an inferior, a mediocre product. This thing's good, right? We didn't get Justice League. You know, it's it's good. <laughs> you're right in the heart. <laughs> Shot to the heart. Well, yeah. Obed, I completely agree with you. It's a solid movie. It's a good movie. Um, and this whole notion of we're going to remake this movie will never happen. I don't care if you raise a hundred million dollars. 
Disney ain't gonna let that happen. Nope. So keep enjoying your pipe dreams. Um, and it's a very bratty thing, in my opinion, um, because it's like it's almost like the 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 fans have become like a Burger King or Subway. I want it my way kind of mentality. <laughs> and you say it, Obed. Say it. Man babies. Oh, they become man They're babies. Toddlers. You're toddlers. You're tw- you're thirty year old toddlers. That's what it is. You didn't like what you got because it wasn't what it wasn't the way you wanted it, and you know you were used to the way you you had your things or the way you expected it to be. And expectations is what hurt this movie. So the whole notion of you watching it and saying it's a disaster is really just because you're just you're you're not you're not looking at it as cinema. You didn't got what you wanted. Yeah. You just didn't get what you wanted. It's that simple. Yeah. Um, Because it's because of what we got was good, just wasn't what you wanted. And 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 Obed and I have thoughts about this movie. Like we said, there's stuff that I didn't care for. But I really like this movie. Like, oh, but I think this is, in some ways, this movie's better than Force Awakens in some ways. And I know it's a strong statement to say. But there's some very interesting things that they do with this movie. These are not Jedi. They're samurai, the way Ryan Johnson shot this. Yeah, it's yeah. very interesting. Um, it's well shot. It's very intriguing. There's very different ways they take characters. It takes risks uh, it takes versus... Yeah, versus uh, Force Awakens was a really safe movie. It was good, but it was very safe. This, you know, talk about, man, having creative freedom and just going and doing and taking risks is fantastic. So uh, basically, fans wanted a remake of Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. That's what it was. Because in essence, in essence, uh, The Force Awakens is a, is a retelling of A New Hope. So... They want they wanted Empire Strikes Back, and then and the next year and then in the next year we were gonna get I don't know again teddy bears and and things against the first order. So I don't know. It that's seriously, guys, stop it. You guys are 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 just the butt of the internet right now. Um, uh, no one's taking you seriously, and 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 you call yourself fan. I, I, dude, I don't know if you saw Ryan Johnson's tweets, right? Fantastic, they were awesome. I was like, he's yeah. taunting them. He's like, like yeah, do it, do come it. Come at me, please. Yeah. Make this movie. He's like, come on, do it. Do Kill it. Me. Come on. <laughs> I was yeah. thinking more Heath Ledger. I want you to do it. Do it. Uh, right? Um, do it. <laughs> <laughs> like but, but if the, but the article you sent me, Obed, from CNET, that kind of like really broke it down really well. They had also some tweets in there from Seth Rogen, I think, and um, some <laughs> other people Basically saying, oh, Chuck Wendig, also who's one of the writers for Star Wars uh, with their books, basically saying, like, look, like the way that this money's even calculated is so bogus. Yeah, like, it's not, it's, it's they not have even, no clue what fake, they're doing. Fake, no, but it's fake money, Obed. It's not fake even money. real. Like, oh, we've got $13 million already prepared. From Bitcoin. Only, from only 15 people who actually contributed to this. Who are these 15, million pe- 15 people giving you $13 million to make this movie? Seth Rogen was like, I've never heard of such a thing. Like, you don't even have a script or any of this stuff. Like, it's, it's, it just makes no sense. It's yeah. fake. It's fake. It's fake. I don't talk about fake news often. It's fake fans. Know. It's fake fans. Those fans that are they're making uh, quotes, they're fake. They're fake. They're, you know what? Straight up, Joel, they're fake fans. They are. They're. Fake. Come on, guys. Um, it, it's not like Star Wars wasn't ruined already with with Episode Two and Jar Jar and all of this bull crap. <laughs> 
And uh, we had a really good Charger experience this week, right? Yeah, John? we did. <laughs> yeah, Star Wars forever, man. We can, yeah, we can keep going the entire episode talking about Star Wars because we love Star Wars and really? fans that that are doing this thing without scripts and and bullcrap. No, man, it's like seriously, grow up, man, babies. <laughs> I love it. I love when you say man. No, it's like oh, seriously, seriously. It it goes bad. It, it it just goes to like Star Wars fans are awful. Like these guys are terrible people. I and know. Like, what are they doing? I mean, what's the purpose of this thing? Right? It's like ah, it's like I, I guess it's like it's like artistic freedom instead. Like oh, 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 I didn't like what you did, so I'm gonna redo it my way. Like, oh, I was like, would you go over and and I was like, oh, Joe, let's go ahead and, and crowdfund a remake of the Mona Lisa. Let's do that. Oh, how, oh, how, what do you think? For for me, Obed, it's more the mindset of like, you people want to raise two hundred million dollars to make this movie. In theory, let's just say, right? We've got people out there who are starving. We've got like rumors of wars stuff kiss, going on got kissing cages how about you donate some cages, money all this kind of stuff but you want to make 200 million dollars to go remake a movie that's fine yes. I i'll leave it there case rested like chris jericho said stupid idiots <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh well let's let's move because star wars we can get pretty passionate about this crap uh, Joel, DC, come on, let's do this. Again. Oh, here comes another one. Although another I would one. say it's like a passion to Star Wars, and Star yeah. Wars for us is like yeah. Star Wars, and you know, yeah, it goes down from there, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Take it down a notch. Yeah. Uh, but DC, okay, so last time when we were while we were doing the E3 live episode, breaking news had come out to us earlier on saying that Jeff Johns was no longer going to be the president of DC Films. Um, the other lady that was also the president, that was also a co-president, co-running it with him of DC Films, had actually stepped away as well a little bit while back, which is really weird because you had like maybe half a year ago or a year actually of when they had it fully moved into these newer, higher positions to really run all this. So very quickly being moved out. Um, and really the only movie Jeff Johns really got to really work on was both Wonder Woman and Justice League. And one of them came out to be a huge success. The other one was very underwhelming. So that's interesting all along. But Jim Lee, who's never done anything with film before, no. um, he's, he's, he's an artist. Like, he's an yeah. artist. Um, he understands DC very well, but he sold his company to, to DC. So, he, so that way he wouldn't be the man anymore. He can kind of work under and just be creative. So it's kind of weird to see him go back into this position. Um but that's that's some weird shakeup stuff. I, I'm gonna keep an eye on it. I, I do. I, I think it's a good move to actually not have Jeff Johns um, be the the head of of DC Films. I think that they need to have someone who understands filmmaking and storytelling, not just someone who understands storytelling, really cool nerd stuff, and can't make a solid movie. There's too many cooks in the kitchen between Warner Brothers and DC Films, like they're they're separate entity. Um, but with Jim Lee coming in, I don't think this is the right move, Obed. I do not. I do not agree with this. I think that I think it could be fine, but I just think that they need to get somebody um, who really understands filmmaking and the properties uh, to really come in. Not not somebody who's already existing that's never done work the film before. I think this is a problem. I think it's gonna. It could get even worse. Um, 
I don't think I think what this means though, certain projects may not get green lit. Where I think Jeff Johns was so much of a of a fanboy, it was like, yeah, sure, we can make um uh, a booster gold, you know, and blue beetle movie or whatever. Well, sure, we can do like this stuff that nobody really is asking for. That's like, let's first give me Man of Steel two before we talk about booster gold and stuff like that. So I think like I feel like Jim Lee maybe maybe will come in and maybe kind of change that around what he really wants to move forward with and how they do all that. But when it comes to making an actual film. I'm concerned that we'll have uh, again the same issues because he may want stuff, but Warner Brothers still kind of pulls the puppeteering. Obed, what's your thoughts on the change at the heads of DC? Um, yeah, like you said, I mean, uh, I respect um, Jim Lee as an artist. So I think he's great, but at the same time, you need someone that understands the movie business, and more importantly, you need someone who can push back against the WB producers, which proven time and time again, it's the problem with these movies. Um, I don't know how that's going to change now that they're owned by AT&T. That's um, true. Yep. So, I mean, that's, that remains to be seen, but we, it, we need a strong guy leading um, DC uh, the 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 DCEU right um, uh, again nothing again I know that Gene and Jim understands exactly what what the this universe needs needs but but I'm not sure he's a he's the right guy uh, he would have been a great as a, as a as a consultant um, but uh, to a studio is not it's not an easy feat so um, we'll see um, but. I know that there's been some positive rumors uh, the last couple of weeks with Wonder Woman and um, Aquaman. So, yeah, hopefully that'll be a fresh start. Um, I don't know. I don't know how. I mean, I'll hope that that I'm proven wrong with Sam because it I, it's still looks like dog dookie, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah. So really quickly, the rumors that come out to kind of address them directly is that uh, you know obviously. Aquaman has been screened a few times during good reviews from early screenings. Although, Opeth, this is the thing about Batman or Superman. Oh, there was a standing ovation by the Warner Brothers heads. I think Batman Superman is, is a fine movie, but I don't think it was like oh, standing ovation. I'm sorry. Um, but I like it better than Justice League still. So. I do too, actually. Yeah. I do. Um, but I definitely think that this movie is going in the right direction. Hearing that, you know, they, they how long they've taken having James Wan make the movie. I really like that. Similarly, the way I feel about Wonder Woman, the way they had um, Patty Jenkins really take over and make a, a movie that, that was for her and how she wanted to portray it. So you saw a new Aquaman logo come out on James Wan's Instagram and social media, um, basically saying, hey, there's the new logo of Aquaman. Also that at Comic-Con, they'd be releasing new, uh, the, the actual trailer for the movie. So I will be at Comic-Con. Just to remind you guys, I will be covering it there for you guys. So I hope to be in Hall H, hopefully, uh, to actually be covering all of this. And I'll see the trailer more than likely they'll put on the internet like they've done before. Um, but the Shazam trailer also is supposed to be dropping. And then there's another rumor came out recently that Gal Gadot, Wonder Woman herself, will come out on stage and bring us some footage. Probably not a trailer, but some rough footage from Wonder Woman uh, 2 or Wonder Woman 1984, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So 84 or something like that, yeah. Yeah, so, but I mean, 
positive positive yeah. there all oh, the other thing too is um they also announced that chris hardrick which we don't need to get into all of that that's all another topic uh, another, another can of worms oh man but uh yeah. but chris hardwick will not be hosting the uh warner brothers hall h panel as he did in in the past um so that that's they're they're really trying to you know set up for a good show they hopefully it'll be good and uh, when i'm at comic-con we'll see yep uh, uh again I, I really wish that DC gets everything together and they can actually come back with a com more competitive product, right? Um, they they definitely need someone to guide them in, in, a, in, in a in a straight path, someone that can come up with a with a decent roadmap for these movies, and and I I want to see them succeed, man. I, I I love their properties, so I really want to see them. Um, uh, come up with with some new ideas and do you know take risks on their movies like Batman vs Superman and you know do something do things like that. I mean, they 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 have the properties. They own all their properties. They don't have any of this licensing nightmare that Marvel still has. So they should take advantage of that and and give us a cohesive universe that we can you know all, all enjoy. So agreed, agreed. Uh, Joel, I only have a couple of video game news for this week. Um, well, I know that we're still sort of burned out from E3. That was great. Man, I'm telling you, you got to the point this week where I just stopped watching video game like stuff on YouTube. It's like, I'm done. I'm, I'm going to take a couple of weeks and just watch some JoJo's Bizarre Adventure or so, you know, <laughs> do something different with my time. So um, Street Fighter Five. It's a game that I like. I haven't played in a while, but I still like it quite a bit. <laughs> uh, after two years, uh, two and a half years, actually, they're adding loot boxes, Joe. Isn't that something interesting? That's crazy, man, because this game's been out for a while, so it's random timing to really come out and say, oh, we're going to add loot boxes. And I don't know how you feel about this. We've talked about loot boxes a lot. I know a lot of people, it's kind of like a, a catchphrase right now in the industry that people kind of want to steer away from. So I'm not sure how you feel about this, Obed. Yeah. So two things. Um, you cannot buy in-game currency with real money on Street Fighter V. You have to earn it. Um, and number two, they it, based on the info, and uh, this is uh, supposed to be coming out on the patch for next week. So for June 25th, this patch is going to come out. They're going to add these features to Specifically, survival mode. Um, here's the, the 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 interesting thing, Joel, is that survival mode is a single player mode that has no online features on it, other than I believe a you know some sort of ranking system at the end if you finish the um, the the mode. What what I find interesting is that basically you'll get cosmetic items that will give you a boost in either you know. Uh, health boost or power boost or something like that. Um, you used to be able to actually use your points and buy those sort of boosts already on survival mode, but they were only for like a one match sort of thing. This looks like it's something that would make survival more survival mode a lot more accessible. It was quite difficult, uh, especially if you if you wanted to do like a like the like the harder survival mode once i i tried it a couple of times and i couldn't make it i was like oh screw this crap i'm i'm out uh, so uh, i only i only try to unlock a few colors of 
uh, the characters that I that I that I played as, but other than that, I really didn't touch it at all. So this may make me go back and and, and play survival mode. The only thing is that that's kind of weird is that you're gonna get some cosmetic items that they are not confirmed to be available for online use. Of course, this is all cosmetic. There's no impact on how you know you play the game. You still need skill and need to be able to know what's going on in order to in order to do well on the game online so um just for example they have the uh the cannon spike uh boots for cami they and they look pretty freaking cool so i would love to you know put those boots on cami and go play online but i don't know i don't know if you can do it or not so it's not it's not super clear what they're trying to do with this thing i guess we'll find out next week um i may jump in and see what it is you know Please because do. i yeah, because I, I jumped in and did a couple of challenges on arcade uh, when the arcade edition came out, the arcade edition update. I went in and did a couple of the new things that they added, and I liked it. Like whatever, all that new content that they that they put in was great. Um, so I'm curious to see what this is gonna do to to survival mode. Uh, but again, this is like complete, you know, completely inoffensive. There's no money involved. You can't buy currency. That's the best thing. It's merit-based, right? You have to actually earn it in the game. Uh, nothing to pay to win kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah, there's nothing like th that's super offensive about this. So, uh, you know, it doesn't it doesn't really bug me at all. So Great. Um, I'll, I'll check it out. Um, hopefully that'll get me back into Street Fighter because Dragon Ball really, like, dude, really took me out of Street Fighter. That game took over, so... Um, we'll see if that'll if that'll get me in, even if it's for a couple hours. So uh, we'll see about that. Uh, and Joel, the only other thing that I have is that we do have NPD numbers for May, and they, we got a surprise on this one, man. So um, State of Decay 2, a game that a lot of people took a bunch of dumps on, uh, was the number one selling game last last month. Um, that tells me two things, uh, that the first game did well on PC and a lot of PC gamers, uh, actually went ahead and, and got this game. And it tells me another thing, Joel, is that Xbox players, they are salivating for a game and guys, you gotta still have to wait on, on that to get more, more stuff on Xbox. Um, I, I don't know if you saw it, Joel and, and just, uh, doing a little bit of a segue here, um, but they they said a couple of days ago that that uh, that new studio, that uh, quadruple A studio, that Microsoft, uh, the initiative, um, they they are they the studio still doesn't have all its personnel, like they're they're like in in like pre 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 prep phases of creating a new IP. Uh, again, don't expect this to be an Xbox One. This is going to be a 2023, maybe 2024 game. So uh, it's going to be a while until you guys see something from that studio. Um, uh, but just going back, Joel, um, uh, Go to War still, uh, you know, hanging on strong, uh, strong in number two, and Detroit Become Human, uh, a, a single-player story-driven um, game, number three. So uh, I'm pretty surprised with the uh, with the one and the three on this one, Joel. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you feel about 
Detroit Become Human. I don't know if you played it or not, but I have uh, not played it. I was actually very interested in playing it. I thought it looked good, so yeah, it, lo it looks pretty nice. Uh, other than that, you know, uh, Monster Hunter is still hanging on on that list, um, and you know, nothing, nothing else that it's super, super surprising out of that list from last month, uh, other than those two, and, and of course, they uh, PS4 again was the number one selling uh, piece of hardware for the month so um other than that joel uh not not a lot of crazy surprises on this one um i'm wondering how long um ps4 can uh continue you know the the the, the streak until you know it, things start dying down of course that they they've already projected that that's gonna happen um but I, i'm i'm curious to see when they'll actually see a significant reduction on these numbers. Um, but yeah, other than that, nothing too too surprising other than State of Decay 2 doing actually pretty, pretty well on that list, man. Yeah, it's awesome. That means a lot of homes have PS4s. It's the popular console. It's the cons console that, that uh, is probably most popular, and following behind it has to be Nintendo, right, um, with a Switch. But it's... Very fascinating to see also that the games that also are uh, that also are, are selling really well because that's indicative of what people are looking for. Like you mentioned, uh, Microsoft fans are are looking for games, so uh, State of Decay and stuff exactly. like that. Doing well, that that speaks for itself. So I love seeing these numbers because stats don't lie, right? Yeah, yeah, and and Xbox gamers are definitely looking for something, right? They they're definitely they definitely want to play something new. Um, you know, I know that Crackdown 3, if it comes out in February, it's going to do really well uh, numbers-wise because they that's going to be something that um, the fan base at large is going to be looking forward to. So, um, but Joe, that is what I got. If you don't have anything else, man. Oh, yeah, yeah. You do? Uh, I do, I do. Uh, hey. The big one being a quick update to our Disney and Comcast. So, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, I totally forgot about that. No, no worries, man, because the update is that, well, Comcast tried to play I Gotcha by coming after uh, after Disney and saying, well, you, we're going to come in here and give $65 billion over the 50-something billion that Disney initially got a handshake with. Fox, 21st Century Fox, and instead uh, Comcast came in and tried to put this extra money in. Disney came right back at them the next day, and Disney had the right to um, basically override that that deal and give a higher amount. And that's what ended up happening. Disney came in and they gave they offered uh, 71, I think, and a half billion um, for 21st Century Fox between stocks and cash. So this deal is a, is official. It's being finalized. The details is the thing that I'm not going to start talking about. I, 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 you have to imagine, yes, the whole, you know, X Men, X -Men. and the, and the Avatar, thing, right? right yeah. Avatar and stuff like that, right? But there's way more to it in the sense of streaming rights and all that. I think the devil's in the details when it comes to this. I don't know if everything stayed intact with this whole re coming in and re upping the finances. I mean, curious to see. I'm not going to speak prematurely now just because I think when all this finally comes out, which I, I told you, oh, bet it was going to be a year, and that's exactly what we're seeing from last year we talked about this until now. So it's going to be a full year until this deal fully gets done. So I expect by uh, the end of this year for us to really have a better understanding and then going into next year, see, especially as it pertains to something like Marvel, 
um, probably seeing those productions start to go into effect around that, or maybe around Comic Con or whatnot announcements and stuff. So be a while till we see this the full run ramifications, but from a business understanding, it's happening. Good. <laughs> I got I got scared there for a second when Comcast came in. I was like, yo, we're we're upping this for you know by over twelve billion or something like that. So it was pretty a pretty significant offer that they were making. Uh, I, I was concerned, and and I was not too concerned about the properties because I know that at the end of the day, Comcast is after what you said. It's streaming rights. It's Sky. It's this sort of thing. Um, Disney may have been able to cut a deal with Comcast and get those properties eventually, but just knowing that we're got X-Men are going to be part of the MCU, you know, one way or another, it just gets me real happy, man. It's, it's finally, it's, it's happening. So. Welcome home. The prodigal sons are coming home. Yeah. Another It's like, we're going to have X-Men homecoming now. Seriously. Yeah. Fantastic Four Homecoming, all these guys coming back. Uh, but yeah, uh, I'm excited that that's finalized, and it's been a long. We've been talking about this for like a year now, right? Seriously, yep. Holy crap, man! It's crazy. All right, but that's what I got, man. If you don't got anything else, just wrap it up. That's right. I'm gonna tell you guys, thank you so much. We really appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to us here on No Load Time. We want to make sure you stay connected with us. So go ahead and follow us on our social media at No Load Time. That's at No Load Time on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch. We also want to make sure you subscribe to us so you can hear our latest episodes as they come out. We are on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and of course here on YouTube as well, so you can watch us. So go ahead and subscribe to us so you can see when our latest episodes come out. If you're a subscriber on iTunes, we want to ask you to please go ahead and drop us a review. That really helps us out. Uh, your feedback is always welcomed. And as it relates to your feedback, we also want you to know that there is an email, noloadtime at gmail.com. That's noloadtime at gmail.com where you could email us back your feedback, comments, questions. We may even address it here on the show. It's always welcomed. So go ahead and send us an email. Thank you so much, and we look forward to our next episode here on No Low Time. Thank you, guys, and we'll see you again on the next episode. Thank you.